Welcome to episode 132 of Hearty Dice Friends. My name's Grant Howitt. This is Chris Taylor. We're here, we're large, we're tall, we're sharp, we're red, and we're ready to rock. I like being sharp and red. I know, right? It's exciting. Red of tooth and claw. I've been to Harrogate recently as well, which is why why I brought it up. (laughs) That's not a blanket statement, Link. I've been to Harrogate. I've been to Harrogate. Where's my trophy? What have you done? I went to Harrogate this weekend. I went for Thought Bubble. Which is a primarily it's supposed to be a comic books convention, but generally, from what I could tell, it was a lot of terrified people sell, selling zines, mm-hmm. which I really like. <laughs> the, the, the people, so it was a lot. It was a lot of like independent artists selling prints of their stuff. There were like li- like little comic books you could buy maybe, and like there were very few like, "Hi, I'm Wolverine. I'm going to go duff up a, a Magneto or whatever." Uh, I suppose Magneto. You don't call it a, like a horseshoe magnet, do you? <laughs> No, that is very true, but mm. also you picked the worst person to go up against Magneto. Well, that's, that's the rub, isn't it? You know, it's difficult. Oh, what's he going to do? It's, it's it's dead simple. He just surrounds himself with lead. It's, it's a challenge. He puts himself in a big lead box and then rolls over Magneto. Have you have you heard about the conspiracy theory that Wolverine's got two dicks? No. One, is... one, on. one for sex and one for making love. <laughs> um... <laughs> And there was a there was a recent thing where they they changed the the Wolverine logo for the new comic mm-hmm. because quite a big news site had gone. This confirms the theory that Wolverine has two dicks, based on the W in Wolverine of this art um, looking a bit like penises. Um, Google it; it's great. All right, yeah, listener, Google that. They, Google they, that real thing. There was there was not a lot of cosplay at the at the convention, uh, mm-hmm. and no two dick Wolverines, which I'm really upset about. Absolute trash. The the unsatisfying prequel to Three Dog Night. <laughs> I didn't know bands could have prequel. Anyway, I went I went nice. to Thought Bubble. It was really nice. I really liked it. Chris, you would have liked it, and listener, I think you would have liked it too. It was small and understandable, unlike the just the fucking blazing nonsense of Gen Con. <laughs> Which don't get me wrong was great, but I can't remember or describe it. No, it was very much like waking up. After an evening of heavy drinking and drug use, mm. but mm. without the hangover, you know, just that sort of like complete comprehension of what's going on uh, and uh, how well, basic things work. Now we did drink a lot when we were there as well. So oh, we were very drunk the whole time. Yeah, we? yeah. That, that, oh. That's the problem. You see, if you get an Airbnb, they just let you keep whatever booze you want in there. They can't even stop you. They're not no, there. No one's there. They're, they're, well, I hope not. Anyway, we're cool kids who drink. I went to Harrogate. There's fuck all there aside from Thought Bubble. So. I guess for the other 363 days a year, it's shit. <laughs> but um, you know, there was there was a, there was a baths, a spring. Good. You always need water in a place. That's a good place to found a town. Mm-hmm. Anyway, shall we do some questions? Let's do a, let's do a question or two. I've got I've got some for you. Oh, by the way, sorry. I just want, I just want to clear something up. I said in a recent email from Rome Rook and Deckard that we were going to be doing a podcast live at Dragon Meet, uh, and then I asked some questions um, to the organizer who's doing the live podcast. It turns out there's not room for an audience or recording equipment. Yeah, so we would have to bring our own recording equipment and record in a subpar room um, at ten thirty in the morning for reasons I can't quite fathom. So we're not doing that. Yeah, so don't look forward to that. Instead, just just find me and Chris at 10.30 and we'll tell you a little joke. Yeah, do a little dance. Give you a yeah. hug if you ask for it. Yeah. Not if you don't. Not if you don't. We've now, got give, rules. give us that question, my boy. I'll give you a question. Data Witch asks, what terrible character, PC or NPC, from your early RPG days would you bring back now that you're a better slash more experienced player? I would like to play one of the very first characters I ever played. Uh, the first game that you and I were in together. Which was I was playing. So the Euthanatoth, the Euthanatoth, nope, the Euthanatos mages, third time's the charm, are death mages from Mage mm-hmm. the Awakening. And I saw that and I thought goth, and then just kept going with that because like <laughs> they tried to they, they tried to sort of dress it up a bit as like well you're, you're entropy mages as well rather than just death. And so they tried to dress it up as sort of like this karmic wheel and Dharma as well, not just karma. I don't forget what the difference is between the two. 
and all sorts of mysticism and shit. And I was like, no, I'm going to play basically Robert Smith. Yeah. And then I became a vampire later on, which just doubled down on the whole goth thing. Sweet. Uh, my main character trait was gun owner. <laughs> um, and our GM had a weird knowledge of the gun owning laws in the UK. Huh. Like down to the specific year. He was like, well, this well, this is post Dunblane, so it's quite hard for you to get a gun. So, okay, well, c- cool that you know that, I suppose. Heavy. But yeah. But he was he was completely uninspired. He had no goals, no drive. Um, he had no no applicable skills. The one spell he could do was make people go horny, but not but not <laughs> then much follow up a trend. on that. Well, that's the thing. I didn't take any seduction skills. Like the only th- I I had like mind mind two, which you could you could make someone feel primal instincts. That's about it. Mage the uh, Mage the uh, Ascension as well was a. It's like a sandbox, but it was full of cat turds. It was more like a litter box of a system. At least it was absorbent. It just there were, like it. It was a game that theoretically let you do anything. You could combine all of these nine spheres to achieve any single uh, any single action, like any single magic, fireballs or hovering or mind control or any sort of magical thing you can think of. You can do it, but unfortunately. With great power came great responsibility, and the fact that you weren't allowed to do it until you hit until you've been playing for like two or three years. It was such a long-term system, wasn't it? This was this was back in the days of uh, this, this is old ward rather than new ward. So um, rather than say rolling a skill plus a stat for me, like plus my magic stat to cast a spell, uh, I just rolled two dice, and I was looking for seven or more. And oh. that's and when the game's about casting magic spells, the odds of me casting a magic spell were pretty poor. <laughs> so yeah, he he was he was useless. He was a complete waste of space. And uh, I would like to bring him back and maybe just sort of maybe get a redemption arc where he adopts a child, a little a little, a little baby gets a, gets a bright red t-shirt on. There we go. Yeah, you know, feels a bit more, feel, feels a bit more human. Goes to coffee shops, learns the just talks with people at a bus stop. Yeah, okay. I think that'd be nice. That would be good. What, what about you? It's interesting that you referenced there that the character was primarily a gun owner. Mm-hmm. Because the character that I want to bring back is very much that archetype writ large, mm-hmm. which was a character Hang I had on. called Ezra? Ezra from Wushu. I remember Ezra. Ezra was great. He didn't have a character, per se. <laughs> exactly. Now, the entirety of Ezra was the fact that he was, and comprehend this if you will, a knight who enforced anarchy. That was that was from the from the splat book we had. Like like yes. like you you were a first year philosophy student and you played it as a joke. I did. I was not quite smart enough to get the joke. <laughs> um, and the, the the primary way of interacting with the world was punching, shooting, mm-hmm. and later hitting with a sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. And I'd very much like to try and make that a human. I liked Ezra. I liked the fact that, that he was a wall with a hat on. Yes. And he I was an unconscionably big man. One of, one of my favourite role-playing scenes ever was when we had... We, we, the group, had to dress up for an event. Mm-hmm. And I played Ezra as very unknowing of the world at large. Like, he knew what he knew and everything else was just yeah, inconsequential. Yeah, he, he, he was a foreigner. Yeah, in, he, yeah. Was, he, he was very foreign to the world he was in. Mm-hmm. And an extended conversation about which way he dressed. <laughs> and he was like, do you dress to the left or the right, sir? What? What are you implying? I, I, nothing. Was that, was, was that me GMing? Yeah, it was you GMing. Yeah, okay, yes. good, yeah. And it was about 15 minutes with the entire party and you trying to explain to me <laughs> what that meant. And what, what the joy of it do. was that that half the time, none of us knew exactly who didn't know. Mm, was it yeah. the character or was it me, the player, not actually understanding? It became a delicious confection. And it was it was bonkers. And I want to bring him back. I... And I want to be that clueless again. Because ignorance is bliss. Also, Ezra had a shot revolver. Did have a shot revolver. Which we were quite excited about. It had special bullets. Including, I seem to remember, some that were chained together when fired. Yeah, like like those cannons they used to fire at rigging. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If you it wanted was that, to, you know. But it was it was a non-lethal shotgun round that fired <laughs> a heavy a heavy chain at somebody. <laughs> well, I guess a jewelry chain at that point. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was silly, and I think I think that that character could be much more fun now that I understand I understand myself and the world a little bit better. 
Yes, because that fair. was very much a product of the time when oh, guns are cool, let's do punches, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and it was such an interesting, I want to say, aesthetic that I'd like to better do it justice that it deserved. Ah, okay, good. I like, I like how you. everybody has a terrible character that. Oh, I, I guess they must yeah. have, right? I think the, the the thing which I really get, which, which I get a bit upset about, is my characters are always very vague. And like, mm. and like, like the like the further you the further you go back, the less clearly defined they are. And it's like, well, they're, they're mainly just paper dolls that I can use to take part in a story, rather than I've got this character and this is their drive and here's what they're gonna do. Because uh, yeah. it's quite it's quite hard to do that joke over and over, you know, in like in like a, in like a year long campaign. So I think sorry, I think there's a lot of fun there though. What having a one joke character? Yeah, yeah. But as you say, like a year long campaign, you can't do it. That's what NPCs are for. One joke yeah. NPC, that's fine. You can you can just get another, another one with a different joke. You're not stuck with it. And also, you just have to explode if you don't want them anymore. Like you can just get rid of yeah. them in the in a drop of a hat. It was like it was like your character who was a cleric of Big Mike, the god of adventurers. I keep on threatening to bring him back. Like fucking great idea, but for a session. Yeah, well, because it was a joke about D and D at the time. Yeah. The kind of D and D's D and D's, the kind of D and D's that people were running mm. in the. Every pr- every door kicked in was a prayer to Big Mike. Mm, bending down, you, to ki- pick, you kill to things to extract shoes. magical XPs, and to yeah, to steal somebody's shoes was the holiest act. Mm. It was it was it was like it was like bowing down in prayer. Yeah, gorgeous character. I don't think some of the people I played it with got it. Well, I mean, in that same game, I was playing a cleric of Jesus. That is true. Who had a gun. Yeah, <laughs> I come to think of it now. <laughs> a lot of your characters uh, have a theme going on there, don't yeah, they? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm grown up now. I've gotten over the fact. I've gotten over guns. None of my characters Now it's katanas. Katana. Jewel katana. I've got a question for you, Chris. Ask. Silent Pete writes in, How do you bring a session to a close without feeling like you're rushing through or glossing over stuff? That smacks of remorse and guilt. Mm-hmm. Emotions that you must excise. Mm-hmm. It'll just slow you down. Like honestly, the best way to do it is to set a time limit. Mm. Yeah, that's quite and then, smart. And then you've got, you know, how long you've got, and you know that like at least fifteen minutes before that, you need to be wrapping things up. You need to be getting mm. to a point you can stop at. I'm I'm not a huge fan of ending on cliffhangers. No, but if you if you've got to, then that's a fine place to leave it. It's like, it's really hard to get the um to get the momentum back up for the cliffhanger next time, isn't it? Yeah, because when you come back to the game, I don't know if it, if your games are like mine, where everybody goes, "Now what the hell happened last week?" Hundred um, percent. No I clue. I think we were in a cave. You were on a plane. <laughs> no, I remember. I killed that dragon. There's no dragons in this game. Estuous. <laughs> you did a murder. You killed on a plane. I really like the idea of, of, of saying like, "Hey, here's here's a time limit." Um, one thing we do when we record for for the league presents uh, is like we turn up at eight and the, and we finish recording by ten. Mm-hmm. We have a, have a hard out at ten, um, and I think that as as I'm getting a little bit older, I'm trying to remember the last time I was running a game and we got so two hours in, and I'm like, "Oh, I wish there was more of this." I could go another two hours. That's not happening. No, Absolutely I... not. No. Especially, especially as I don't know what I find more boring: jamming or playing. <laughs> <laughs> do you even like role playing? I'm not sure anymore. No, I do like it. It's fun, <laughs> but I think I, I think that um, I think that having a time limit is really cool. And saying, "Hey, so we're going to stop. Talk- we, we're going to stop playing at this point." And that also means that once you say we're going to we're going to play, honestly, like because you know we're all grown ups. You're not going to start playing until about eight. Once people have arrived and have had tea and stuff, you know. Yeah, and also like role playing games are exhausting, right? Like that's a thing that's not recognised enough. It and doesn't say it in the books. It doesn't say it in the book. Like you're going to have to apply an awful lot of mental processing power, and indeed physical, staying awake depending on certain <laughs> times and who you are. Um, but like you're going to use a lot of spoons on this. Hmm. Yeah, and no role playing book warns you of this. I, you know what? I'm going to say that I'm sure there's some sad words on index cards games that warn you of it. Sure, that's true. Um, I don't play those, so I've never known. That's true. Not read them. The it is it's weirdly exhausting to have to to have to sort of listen. Can you just imagine something really vague and badly described, mind for the next three hours? There's going to be a lot of distractions. Don't look at your phone. We used to do six-hour games. I don't know how. 
I, I, I can't fathom that. Now. I wa- like I was about to say I wasn't even drunk. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Maybe that's how we could do. <laughs> like we we were able to care about something for that long. Also, like we didn't have anything else going on, man. That was before like YouTube. That's true. I mean, we, we've Spotify. been largely drunk since two thousand and seven. I I don't think, I don't remember the last time I was sober. I don't. I mean, remember like when we weren't role playing back in the day, there was nothing else to do. That is true. We literally had nothing. We else. couldn't afford to go to the cinema. We were too unfit to do sports. Mm-hmm. We could barely afford to drink and didn't really like anyone. And what we could do is spend thirty pounds on a on a role playing game and then maybe get a few weeks of entertainment out of that. Well, that, which at that point is basically free compared to say I don't know going to the cinema or the pub or what have you, or buying a DVD. Or buying a DVD because you had to buy a DVD. I I stole so much music. <laughs> like I I developed an entirely false image. There, there was there was this pretty Australian girl who lived who lived up uh, lived upstairs in my building, and I went on Artunes, which was uh, which was a an illegal piece of software which let you um, uh, download tracks. Through other people's from other people's iTunes tracks on the on the same network, mm-hmm. and I I I had no idea what this girl's name was, but there was so it was it, it was like Melinda's tracks, and I was like, oh, that's cool. That cute Australian girl must have been Melinda, and I developed this whole this whole personality for her from my room on the ground floor. <laughs> Never oh spoke Lord. to her once. <laughs> this is why we were role playing. Yeah, yeah. We needed to get away from stuff like that. Well, I did. Yeah. Um, and so. We had that, but now we've got you know the internet, um, disposable income. A lot of us have partners, jobs, children, sleep. Blessed the blessed <laughs> release of sleep. Anyway, the point is, um, say you're finishing at ten, and then but by the time it gets like to half past nine, you can be like, all right, well we can start bringing this towards towards a close, towards a close even. That's how it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. That's kind of fun, you know. Like it's a bit like having having an end in mind for a campaign, except it's for the whole thing. Yeah, and like I feel you get a better game out of it when you know mm-hmm. that you've got two hours, yeah. rather than if you've got like we're just gonna play until we until we're done. Imagine how exhausting it would be sitting down to watch an episode of Game of Thrones and you don't know how long it would be. Yes, like it's gonna be somewhere between thirty five minutes and four hours. I couldn't follow it. <laughs> like the, the the difficulty of pacing that. Is really interesting. So I think saying this session is this long, which is why I think I enjoy con games quite quite a lot, because there's something quite throwaway about them. Yeah, and they're 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 I was about to say rigidly organised, but they're they're rigidly time slotted. Certainly, mm-hmm. yeah, probably not well organised. Um, but like one thing Pete says is that uh, without feeling like you're rushing through or glossing over stuff, that's fine. It's fine. The stuff you're rushing through and glossing over is generally the stuff that nobody actually cares about. Yeah, did they pay your players? If they didn't pay, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, unless they physically bought your time. Yeah. It's not just dinner. It's all time. Fine. Even then. <laughs> like, like, and also, like, you're allowed to rush through and gloss over. Like, if if you if you're doing this and you're like, oh, I feel a bit, I feel a bit bad about rushing through this, but you, you can be like, well, guess we'll find out next week, won't we, adventurers? <gasps> And then they've forgotten all about it by next week and yeah. you just carry on like normal. It's yeah. great. Or it gives you a week to come up with something. If if you're that sort of person, what comes up with stuff. Yeah, imagine that. Oh, imagine having the time for that. Oh boy. Oh, sorry, I say time. Give a fuck. Chris, ask me a question. <laughs> I will ask you a question. JP asks, is the pervasiveness of D&D terminology in other RPGs a problem? As inspired by this post. <laughs> Pet peeve of mine, don't say DM when you mean GM. It's annoying when DM is used to refer to anyone running a role-playing game. It's downright irritating when the system mentioned is specifically not D&D in the context you're talking about. <sighs> I think that's that out of the question answered. No, okay, I get it. <laughs> I, think, I, think there's, I think there's something to be discussed here, because D&D is the... It's not very funny, but it, is, it might be quite interesting. Is the... Idea that D and D is the the baseline for role playing games. Mm-hmm. So, like you and I make a lot of references to AC and paladins and spell slots and yes. stuff, which is which simply doesn't exist outside of D and D aside from paladins. And that's because it's a really handy way of saying so. So, like we can say you get three spell slots a day, and we understand what that means theoretically, rather than you get precisely three spell slots a day. We can use that as like we can use this as scaffolding to build a game inside. Yes. 
Uh, also, for example, when we were coming up with the classes for Heart, we were like, okay, so this guy's kind of like a ranger, but kind of like a warlock. Yeah, it's a, it, it's, it's a nice way of sorting out paradigms. Mm, archetypes, jobs, that sort of thing, you know, both, both mechanically and fictionally. Uh, but I think it can be quite limiting, because, like, uh, speaking as a game designer, you'll see on RPG, you, you pop on reddit.rpg, forward slash, whatever the fuck it is, on the, the RPG reddit, and it'll be like, hi guys, I'm developing my own system. I got tired of D&D. This one uses three kinds of hit points. And everyone, like, it, not just, like, fa- so, obviously, so, so there's everyone writes a fantasy heartbreaker, you know? And, and like, yeah. the idea is that everyone... Um, everyone thinks, oh, I-, I wish D&D felt the way it used to feel. I'm going to write a game to-, 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 to solve that. But I think it's more that like, a-, a, lot- a lot of people write that-, write that game first because they don't know anything else. And all the terminology and all the like the way they can think is bound up around this, this one quite restrictive game. Um, and there's a lot of really nice stuff you can do where you take out the old feel of games and put them into something new like if you look at osr you've got mm. things like into the odd and you've got uh oh. best left buried like a like a, like electric bastion land currently on kickstarter yeah, electric bastion land currently on kickstarter please back it yeah we're running the kickstarter it's really good though take a look <laughs> um it's, so it's not yeah, a those... secret that we're running the kickstarter <laughs> no but those um those games try and capture a little bit of the feeling like a portion of the feeling of that mm and translate it into something new and kind of break the fantasy heartbreaker mold. Hmm. And the same um, with uh, Dungeon World as well, I think. Yeah. It comes no. in from a different angle, but certainly. But it's these people who say, uh, don't say DM when you mean GM. Like, if I call a Hoover a Hoover and somebody goes, I think you'll find it's called a vacuum cleaner. Hoover is a brand name. I know I don't want to talk to that person anymore. Yeah. Have you got a biro? Um, actually, it's a ballpoint pen. It's a biro. Get to actually. Fuck. We aren't friends anymore. <laughs> you are. You are. You are slandering the good memory of Monsieur Biro, who invented it. Yeah, it's, it's this little picture on all the pens. That's how you know. It's it's terminology. It's ter- I think like DM and GM confuse me. I think like there's there's a it doesn't matter at that point actually. I just just be thankful someone's running a game for you. Yeah, I think the only time that I ever have problem with with a word for GM is when it's very long and very fancy. Hollyhock God? No. Do not refer to me as the Hollyhock God during any games. <laughs> Even if it's the one that specifically calls you the Hollyhock God. Hi there, and welcome to our Pendragon campaign. This is Chris, he's the Hollyhock God. <sighs> Am I? Get out. This is Chris, he's the storyteller. That'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you, storyteller pisses me off more than, more than GM. Yeah. Because Games Master implies steering, but Storyteller implies shut up, I'm going to tell you about my NPCs. <laughs> Welcome to Audible. Uh, this is this is my novel. Uh, I'm sorry, I thought this was Dungeons & Dragons. Shut up. Shut You'll up. Ruin it. I'm a storyteller. You're not. You're players. Like, and, cool, you're, tell- you're, you're cool telling the story, sense. but... Not just you. Yeah, yeah. It's like like uh, referee is a is a is an old fashioned term, but it's surprisingly useful because what you're doing mm. is making a, making judgments both on a fictional and mechanical scale. And like your your st- like I I think captain. Well, maybe captain isn't quite right, but you're steering. Your role is the person on the desk, and whose line is it anyway? Yeah, you're that dude outside, like an open air concert, doing the parking. Yes. You're def- kind of directing people in different areas. You kind of, oh, you're a big car. You're going to sink on that, so we need to put you over there on that mm-hmm. sort of crisscross matting they put mm-hmm. on the field. That's you, that is. And it's your car parking attendant to put out the put out the, the crisscross matting in the right places, and estimate Wheeled how many cones. heavy goods vehicles will be arriving. Exactly. Oh. Does that answer your question? I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know. One more question, and then we're going to move on to the next part of the show. Do we even have one more question? Yes, we do. Good. Zenton asks, would you rather have a player that doesn't know or care about the rules or a player that really does know and care about the rules? I'm going to assume... Really does know and care about the rules. I'm going to presume that both of these are problems. Yeah. I prefer somebody who does know and care about the rules. Hmm. Because I can argue them down. That's easier than teaching somebody the whole set of rules. I see. I... I don't like learning rules very much. I, 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 I like reading a book, you know. I don't like learning my own rules. And I think it's Wacky quite... choice of profession, how it... Mate, I write them. I don't learn them. Whatever. That's for other people to do. 
Now, yeah, me. I'll, I'll, I will say, I started this question thinking, oh, we can have the original odd couple argument where, it's the, where, where Chris is like, oh, I want people who are good at games. And I'm like, no, I want sexy mavericks. But it's not that, actually. Yeah, it's much better to have people who know what's going on, even if they are a bit of a dick sometimes. Yeah, I just find it's easier to, to say to somebody, look, I understand that those are the rules. Mm-hmm. However, we're kind of ignoring that bit for this bit for narrative concerns. Yeah. Don't worry or about we're that doing much, X yeah. and Y. Yeah. Rather than the one person who, who specifically the point here is care about the rules. Yeah, he's got a mouthful of D12s. <laughs> yeah, like a mouthful of D12s. Or, or just as like, ah, oh, I have to do what? Roll, <laughs> all right, there you go. It's a 12. What does that mean? What does that mean? What? What am I adding to that? Oh my god! Yeah, fair play. That is true. And I, I think like insane. I think like the well, the more complex a system is, the more that's required. Oh, absolutely! Like in a very simple system, uh, if, as long as you care about the narrative, that's fine. Yeah, as long as you get behind, it. and you're but, invested and you're engaged. Yeah, but once I and mean, once you even get start getting to like the complexity of PBTA games, like mm-hmm. the simpler PBTA games, knowing how rolls and like plus one forward works mm. and what that means just makes your entire interaction with them a lot smoother i think it comes down to the terminology that we were, that we were referencing before like mm. not not having yeah. to say what's a hit point you know but, but but being able to say cool you uh cool you, you lose seven hp and that's much quicker than doing everything i think sort of building all the all the all the groundwork around that you have these you have these, these ritual keywords which you can use to describe stuff um in a concrete fashion yeah, Which is really I, I feel I should point out that, I, like, if somebody is entirely new to this, I don't mind them not knowing necessarily. They got three weeks. Like, you just learn it. Like, it's not a problem, and you can pick up a lot during your first session. Mm-hmm. Learn the book. You have to buy the book. But the point is, you need to have at least fifty percent care. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Because like otherwise, you're stacking otherwise dice the GM... and going, oh shit, is it my turn? What am I supposed to do again? You annoy me. It's not. I, I. I. Listen. I think we need to bring in a stop to stacking dice. I think that needs mm-hmm. to be officially frowned upon. Like, like, okay. sort of, like, like being racist or getting your dick out. <laughs> identical to that. Not identical. Yeah, different, different scales. But, sure. but like, if someone starts stacking dice to have an, an older or experienced player go, oh hey dude, no, don't do that. That's rude. Oh hey, no, you're being, you're being a real asshole right now. Or just, if you see someone stacking dice, stand up real slow and walk over to them, and they're going to be like, oh, oh, I fucked up. And you lean down right next to them, and then deep throat the entire stack of dice, and they're yours now. (laughs) And then then just spit them into your open trousers. Spit them into and off your palm. (laughs) Just, Just turn it over and slam them on the table. Staring them down the barrel. <laughs> Dice are for rolling, not stacking. These are number generators, not art. This isn't Jenga. Why don't you fuck off back to the other side of the bar? <laughs> this is the saloon bar for I think us I, locals. I think I saw someone playing cards against humanity. Maybe you'd be better off with them. Maybe that's more your speed. Maybe you can have a go on the Street Fighter on the micro snares, huh? <laughs> I hear they've got a cribbage board. Work out how that works. Mm-hmm. Prick. <laughs> so do yeah, that, I, exactly that. Yeah, yeah, precisely. No, I used to stack dice when I was younger, but um, I think I've GM'd enough now that I realise that it's really irritating. And if, the, if they never fell over, it wouldn't matter, but it wouldn't be exciting, would it? Mm. 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 Should we move on? That. Yep. Jingle. Did you ever want a game to exist? But not enough to make it yourself. Grant and Chris make games. Artist someday writes in. Clowns only. So what is clouds only, Grant? Well, I'd like to I'd like to invert this for the sequel. Oh, certainly. Oh, so we're just going straight into the sequel. We're just going to gloss over the first instalment. The, f- this, the first instalment wasn't very. It, it wasn't very. It was. It was about only having clowns in places. Okay. 
and like whatever. The sequel is the Half-Life Blue Shift style inversion, which is no clowns, except you're going to sneak clowns into places. <laughs> That's so hard. Even if you like dress them up in like a suit and whatnot, their shoes are still going to go with every step. Like whatever they blow their nose, a load of confetti is going to come out. They're going to have the face on. And it's uh, it's kind of, it's kind of I'm thinking it's somewhere between Lemmings and Hitman. See, I was thinking Hitman as well. Like, mm. like you got to you got to blend in at a party, and every time you go take a drink, it's just glitter. <laughs> You've been cursed. <laughs> You've been cursed to be a clown. You've been cursed by a big clown queen, like a like 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 a like an ant queen or a bee queen, uh, and she's and she's 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 put the curse of clown upon you. You have to get in places, just like normal places, to pay your taxes and shit. No, that's a bit bleak. Oh, I much like I like the idea that this this is kind of a fun jape, and we have to get clowns into places where clowns shouldn't be, and then <laughs> clowns everywhere. Spontaneous party. So, so like so from what I figure, there's there's two stages, right? There's the first stage. It might might even be like it might be an asymmetrical multiplayer game like Netrunner. <laughs> One. Uh, so the first stage is you're is you're secreting clowns in there, right? <laughs> And then you have to try and hide them in the vents, hide them under people's beds, in uh, in like in like laundry baskets, um, like wearing their wife's skin, normal stuff, you know. Yeah. And then at every point of this game, there is a there is a switch or a tilt uh, where the clowns go loud. Okay. At that point, they're trying to cause as much chaos as possible. Now, the other player is trying to find the clowns and stop them because no one fucking likes clowns. Obviously. Like I can't remember the last instance where someone was like, "Oh, great, a clown!" Oh, thank goodness the clown's here. I mean, I get, I, I don't, I don't know what they're for, you know. I don't understand like, it. Imagine any situation, and mm-hmm. then the person that turns up is a clown. Mm. Like, you've been kidnapped by somebody. Like you've seen their face. Like they're a normal person. You're tied up, chained to a radiator somewhere in some god-forgotten shack, mm-hmm. and the person who finds you is dressed as a clown. Are they a police officer you, dressed as a clown? Could be. Ooh. Either way, your day hasn't gotten better. Mm. I want to. I want to put something forward. Mm-hmm. Imagine you're a, a you're at a children's party, like yep. and like and like one of the big sort of like West Sussex back garden with acres attached to it. Children's parties, you know. Yeah, I've been to those. Yeah, um, and there's just there's just a perfectly normal man in a business suit capering and singing to the children. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. <laughs> That's probably an in quotation marks uncle. <laughs> Sounds like it'd be quite funny about clowns, but we don't look like them. <laughs> we realise that there's been a lot of negative press around clowns, so we're still gonna we're still gonna fulfil the clown based roles which you need, for example, capering, japes, pratfalls, uh, throwing buckets of uh, tin foil over each other, that sort of thing. And obviously clowns have the entire lockdown on the squeaky noise. Mm-hmm. That's just clowns now. Um if you want that, but you want us to be dressed respectably Great. In fact, actually, sorry, I will say, imagine a situation where there's a clown and then replace them with someone dressed like a children's TV presenter and it's better. It is, actually. So, you've got to sneak clowns in for maximum carnage, or as we'll call mm. it, clownage. So, you've got you've got these little time bombs, right? Because like, cause they're really excited to be there. This is all, this is, this is the, the most exciting thing they've done all month. And like, they might just occasionally be sort of like <laughs> on their nose, that sort of thing. Uh, and so you've got them hidden all over. And then when the security guards, uh, the armed guards, find a clown and sort of like mm, this one, do and 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 they, they sort of like take it take it out back to shoot him. Mm-hmm. What do you like? Do you trigger all your clowns? Then do you sacrifice that clown? What if they beat it up and ask and ask it questions about oh, the location you, of other you, clowns? You compartmentalize into cells of clowns so they only know two other clowns, and that's mm. it. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I'd, I'd like to just quickly reframe this. Okay. You, as players, mm-hmm. have been tasked by some enormous media corporation mm-hmm. to do the the world's greatest flash mob, mm. which is a flash mob of clowns inside the Pentagon. Possibly terrorism. I like it. Right? Great yeah. area. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some wiggle room here. We This could go either way, but we're not going to encourage it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you've got to get the clowns in. You are also mm-hmm. clowns. And you also play clowns in this. 
Right, okay. You've got to coordinate from the inside a flash mob of clowns in the pentagon so you got to get them in you got to get like it's it's kind of a heisty game you got to get like security clearances for clowns mm. you've got to you got there's like a montage where you've got to show them how to scan their like rfid badge <laughs> and not just flap a live trout onto it <laughs> things like that you know trying to socialize them into the ways of the pentagon um and then you got to get them in and then they've all got to do an entire like children's birthday party routine mm while in there and then get out alive mm. i mean that's a lot you could do today right now mm. americans again, listening again can't dress up it. as a clown do, can't please no absolutely dress up as a clown yeah okay and get and break into the pentagon do something do threatening animals. but harmless in the pentagon do balloon animals like of bombs oh, there you go that's fun is a bomb an animal okay well i mean this is a this is a this is a bomb, and I've strapped it to a puppy. Okay, so I quite like my idea rather than your idea because it's better. Oh, that's a good argument. Mm. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, well, I mean, and I had, I I'm interested to see. Like, I quite like the asymmetric sort of like you're building traps inside someone else's base mm-hmm. plot of the game. It doesn't have to be clowns. Like, clowns are quite like it. it almost it would be like pranks. I think like, it does like, actually clowns because the name references clowns. Well, we, we, listen, we, we can iterate, we can move on. Wiggle room, like the terrorism thing. Precisely. So mm-hmm. we can have, like, it's, it's a prank war in two, like, two competing dorms. Oh, that's good. And you have to sort of set up little traps and stuff so it'd be kind of like mouse trap. But then again, I don't really want to play the sort of person... I don't want to... Pranks are interesting in theory. But then again, you see a video of it and generally it's just someone... Like, someone's asleep, and then someone, like, I don't know, does a poo on their chest, and they're like, ha, ah, you got upset. And then and then you've got, like, a full-screen picture of Ashton Kutcher. Mm, he's the... Uh, nightmare. I don't, I don't... I don't quite get the ideas of things where people, like, scare each other and film it, and they're like, oh, I got you. It's like, yeah, it's a natural physical response. I don't see why this is a thing that friends would do to one another. <laughs> do they not like each oh, other? We've hurt you emotionally. Yes. Ah! <laughs> I don't get it. No. Uh, so yeah, so my my game is how many clowns can you secrete inside this building before you're discovered by the president's security staff? More than you'd think. What's yours? Uh, what my clown one or my next game? <laughs> Either, <laughs> both. Your next game. So Chris McDowell has suggested Mole's house party. Mm-hmm. Now, when I first saw this, like it's Mole's the possessive, mm-hmm. and I'm fully aware that a mole, the animal does not have a house has a home but not a house exactly Mm -hmm. they're not not allowed to own property Mm. not since those laws were brought in no um however there is a man there is a man called i'm gonna get get this right amadeo avogadro okay who was a lawyer and then became interested in mathematics and physics who introduced avogadro's number the number of particles in a unit Mm-hmm. Which is known as a mole, right? Right. This is a chem- okay. this is a chemistry thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, mate, mate, so, listen, listen, listen. I am on this road with you. Don't worry. Right. I'm looking forward That's to cool. this. So what I'm what I'm suggesting is a game wherein you have a house party happening, mm-hmm. and you've got to keep the ratios of all the different groups in perfect sync at all times. <laughs> so you've got the clowns in one room. <laughs> Why are they clowns? Okay. Yeah. Sure. Because you've secreted them in there. Oh, from the previous game. Yeah. Yeah, in the in the Hearty Dice Friends universe. I'm trying to think of other groups, and the only other groups I can think of are like the mods and the greasers the and rock. the rocket. Okay, you know, so you've got these uh, different got, like social structures um, and well, like well, let's, let's have it. Let's have it as as, as you're planning the um the, the the classic high school party, right? In a film. Yes. Yes, you're so doing that. You've got that. jocks. You've got um poetry kids. You've got theatre yes. kids. You've got goths. Now, again, this will be taking place in the 90s because I don't know what children like anymore. No, or indeed what house parties look like anymore. Well, they probably look pretty similar. I assume it's just, like, cocaine and Fortnite. I th- yeah, that may- yeah, that'll be it, I suppose. Whereas we we, we just had marijuana and perfect dark. Exactly. <laughs> Completely okay. different. Okay, so so you're setting up this party and you've got, you've got to try and keep it perfect. Yes, you've got to try and keep the ratios. Like, so as somebody comes in, comes in, you've either got to like kick somebody out, oh, one or one you've out. got to, okay. 
all right that's difficult right socially mm, you've got, really take, yeah. you got to take one of the clowns and introduce them to the mods <laughs> okay. get them to befriend them puts on the trench coat now you've got a clown mod could go in two rooms ah double classing right classing. right okay and it's about maintaining that concentration mm. of different particles within the unit particles I now, like mainly, it. this idea came about because for some reason I remembered doing titrations in college What's at the titration? same time as doing this. I'm not going to tell you because I don't know. Cool. Well, I, I, I respect that decision. Like You've got like a glass thing with a little tap and you've got to just open the tap a wee bit and drop some of the stuff onto some other stuff for a certain reason. Hmm. Okay. It's very important. I, I really like the idea of a party sim. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of having like like you get to you get to find the place where you're gonna have the party. So you can never build the place you're gonna have a party. You find the place where you're gonna have a party, and like you dress it, and you've got a budget, and you have to, and like you have your because everyone has their own goals going to a party, don't they? Oops. You know, and it's like it's, it's like well, I definitely want to get off with this person here, or indeed any of these eight people here. Mm-hmm. Or I want to... Or literally anybody at li- the party. Literally, if anyone could just hold my hand for like a minute, it would it would really mean the world. I, I would remember it and bring it up in a podcast when I'm 33. Level one of this is just a normal house and your goal is to get anybody to talk to you. To get anyone to arrive at the party. <laughs> and like as it goes up, it gets more and more difficult. So the, the, the environment you're in is given to you. So, like, it's your grandmother's house with all of these very breakable bits of china about. And, like, you can dress it up as you want. You know, you can put the keg here. You can do this got, there. You've got a time limit for how much of Granny's, like, um, I was going to say ashes Patience. you can get out there, but that's not, yeah. Uh, granny's breakable knickknacks and tchotchkes. You can get out there and get wrapped up in time. Or are you just going to trust that these guys aren't going to throw an American football into them? Yeah, because, like, if we had a house party with my mates, it would be very quiet. It, yes. In one room with the three of us. Yes. Yes, that is also so, that's also pretty close to what happened. But then again, like when we were younger, we used to like, I don't know, do stupid shit, right? Did we? Put it this way: I used to hold parties where other less responsible people did stupid shit. That's true. So there's that. I think I think like like we've 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 all been to or held a party where where it's like, oh, come on, mate. Yeah. Don't don't jump off the roof, please. We don't have I insurance. Get- I, I was that kid who would drink too much to show how much they could drink. Yeah, I mean, right up till uni, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. I've grown out of that. Yeah, now, now you drink too much for other reasons. Hooray! <laughs> now I do it in private. <laughs> I really love the idea of like of tr- trying to achieve these things, but maybe you've got, maybe it's like a hidden role game? Oh, like that spy thing where you got to try and work out who the spy is and then shoot them. The spy party. So, so it's, it's so got to work out who the clown is and execute them in the middle of a party so that yeah. everyone can see. And everyone's like, "Yay!" It's more like you got this party and you're all sort of put. You're all sort of bidding things to make the party and make it happen. It's like, oh, so we got music. And like, oh, are, are, like are people gonna are people gonna are we gonna get a band? Is that cool? Is that good? And then your rival is like, "Well, I'm gonna play the white guy with dreadlocks and a guitar card." Oh shit! He's gonna, all he, I've got, he's gonna lock all, down the music for a while. All I've got is a burnt CD with um, Saturday Night, ba da ba da ba da Pretty Baby on it. Pretty Baby twice, mm-hmm. and that's it. Is at least one of them a dance remix? Yeah. Cool. Okay. I don't know but that's like, that's yeah. all my budget covered. Well, I like that you're coming together. Like you've, you've got this scrappy little party, and you're making it work. And you've got like like you've you've maybe got, maybe got like storytelling prompts and shit. So like we we wouldn't have to balance it. We could just make it like a like a vaguely um, adversarial story game. Yeah. And you're and like you're you're you're, you're triggering like, these big arguments because there isn't really a game about having big arguments at a party. No. I'd like to play a... the one girl always crying at the end card, please, which ends oh. the party. And that's there's like. That's a unique part of human experience. Yeah. Everybody's of, been through that. And a lot of people, certainly. These, yeah. Everybody's met these people who you only remember by their actions. Like, you were never introduced to them. Mm. You don't know their names. But, like, you've seen them at two or three parties, and they were always crying at the end. Mm-hmm. Or they were always yelling. Or 
they were always dangerous, dangerously drunk at 7pm. You start dealing with these iconics. Yeah, the avatars of party. Hmm, huh, interesting. Well, I mean, I think Kesh is the avatar, but she's the goddess, isn't she? Yes, but like yeah, okay. these are these are the godwalkers of their uh, yeah angels of their party messengers ideals. of parties. Yeah, yeah, okay. So are we playing them or are we crooks? We 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 had we had this we had an idea for a game a while ago where you play party avatars, but I like the idea that they that it's non mystical. Yes, these are like these these are just people because I was running I'm running through an idea in my in my head. That you have to escape from a fake party uh, <laughs> that, that 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 the aliens have put on. But I really like the idea that you've got a hidden role game and you're sort of building things up and you've got these plots that are, that are developing. Uh, what we could call it? Well, what was the, well, the original one was Mole's House Party. Yeah, so we're not going to call it that, are we, Chris? No, that's... <laughs> that was literally my point. Okay. <laughs> well, because often it's at this stage of the discussion that you like to go back to the original name. I, I quite often like to go back to the original name, but the original name would suggest that there's just a load of moles in a living room, which, while a party for me... <laughs> Is not probably playable. I do like moles. I do like how they look unfinished. <laughs> Especially the goddamn star-nosed things. Oh, the star-nosed moles are different. Those things are fucking horrendous. That's, that's some HP Lovecraft bullshit. But they're moles, from elsewhere. They're like a little beanbag creature. They are. They're little plump doughboys. I love little, them. Little scoops. They mess up They mess up. Lord. I'm a fan. I like them. Anyway. But they're blind. Like, what's the point in that? Well, what are you going to see underground? Worms? No, thank you. You'll note that they come up above the hot, the ground occasionally. Well, they just they have a nearby friend tell them what's going on. They got they, they, <laughs> get up, they, get got, up and they got a little stick and a dog, like a yeah. full size dog. Yeah, they have, they have uh, like closed caption, full description. That makes sense. That's nice. uh, but it's a dog. Anyway, I'm thinking, and it's not working. It's not. We're not good at this. Okay. Well, let's, Nate, let's, so let's, let's insight into role playing game design. Here, this mm-hmm. is the most important thing you're ever going to learn. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to make a role-playing game, mm-hmm. names are really hard. What you want to do is, is, is you want to get you want to get a hotkey on your browser, which goes to thesaurus.com, mm-hmm. uh, and then type mm-hmm. in whatever word that's closest. Finn writes in, "Sexy boy designers in the podcast of lust." Oh dang! What would that look like? So it would be about how very sexy our lives are as game designers. Oh, it's us. Yeah. I assumed from the description it was absolutely not us. I'll have you know. I'll have you know. I brushed my hair two days ago. I brushed my hair this morning. I'm very attractive. Coman Fullard writes in Once Upon a Crime, an RPG where characters from classic fairy tales band together to commit heists, Ocean's Eleven style. I mean, that that writes itself, right? What's the twist? What are we putting on it? What's the interesting thing? Because it does just write itself. Actually, that's just Shrek, isn't it? That is Shrek. Fuck! Uh, Roland Kunz suggests Warhammer 40,000. Alright, okay. So, here's my idea for this. Mm-hmm. You've got hero models, and you've got normal models. Mm-hmm. So heroes and troops. And troops are pretty much like normal 40k models, except they've probably got a bit sturdier, and they've got less fine detail on them. Important. And here's for why. Hero models have um, big, distendable rubber tums. Like a Stretch Armstrong. Like a Stretch Armstrong crossed with a pelican. And crossed with hungry, hungry hippos. Precisely. And when it's your turn, what you do is you grab your nearest hero model and then slam it down on top of it of a nearby enemy and try and get it to go into your tum tum. If you destroy their priceless model that's been a painstakingly painted, so much the better. That's why they're sturdier. They've got fewer protruding parts. You know, it would mean that you can't play Dark Eldar. That that they're they're out in Volhammer, which is ironic. Out, yeah, it's ironic because I think they'd probably like it. Yeah, but, they're, they're, I think they're they're in with that sort of stuff, aren't mm-hmm. they? Yeah, but you've got you've got you know a, you've got like a great unclean one, obviously OP. But you've got like Marnius Kalga there, and he's just got he's got a big balloon on his tummy, and he's, he's, <laughs> Who's he's inside Marnius. He's using his big hands to push you into his big gob, and then I suppose like the bigger they got, like they, they'd get stronger but slower. So it would yes. be, be about balancing that, and occasionally you could just be like and throw up a load of walks. Unless they were Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, Sonic the Hedgehog, he's he's different for Vore, isn't he? Like he's very yes. special. He he knows right. he, special, unique unit of Vore. Yeah, I think like that would be a bit. That'd be a bit. You'd have to have something like the um, Psychic Awakening. It would have to be like a like a game wide event where Sonic arrives. <laughs> they should produce one large Sonic model, and it's in the middle of every board for the next month. Sonic announces 
that uh, no one's going to be doing any eating for a while until until he says they can. But he says it as got to go fast. <laughs> With exactly the same cadence. <laughs> as though he's just read it for the first time the model says it. Well, actually, sorry, maybe we're limiting ourselves with this. What if we made a game where you play different Sonic characters and you ate each other? That could work. You know? And, like, and like, you, like you, you, you've got to try and jam each other in your mouth, and then somehow you get more powerful. And also, like, if you were making the role-playing book of this, like, there'd be no shortage of artists. Yeah, I imagine there's a lot of stuff that you get for free, because a lot of people wouldn't want it to come out publicly. Like nothing attributed, right, exactly. Ooh, copyright free. Um... Genuinely, I think there's a fun game in playing big, horrible monsters where you eat each other. So there's a couple I think that's of like quite cute. board games and things like that where when you, I guess, it technically eat an opponent, like you gain their powers. That's well, just like getting XP, isn't it? Yes, but kind of like, so say that your character is a, a flying fast character mm-hmm. and has a very weak attack. Mm-hmm. So you could eat the person who's got a very good melee attack, so you can gain oh, a melee attack. You can have it, right? That makes sense. And like, it would be about like, okay, so I need to go and kill that person is my enemy, but I need to eat these three things to better have the power to take that on. That's pleasing. I quite like that. Like, you'd be able to pick your way through. Like, you need to make like informed choices about what abilities to steal because so you I, only have. Five I need to eat Sonic so I can go fast. Yep. I need to eat Knuckles so I can climb walls. Mm-hmm. I need to eat tails, and that's just for my own reasons. I need, I to, need eat... to eat Doctor Robotnik so that I've got an entire army at my back and call and complete mastery of mechanics. Yep, and then I need to eat um, Espio the Bee so I can finish. <laughs> it's the only way you can these days. Yeah. Perils are getting old, that is. Sorry? Well, perils think... are getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> I really like the physical aspect of this game. I really like how, how I'm stuffing Tyranids inside Marnius Kalgar's big distended tum. Yep. But I'm not uh, sure. I like how you keep on calling it a tum. I think it's funnier that way. I think it is. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure whether there's a game in here, though. I don't think there is, no. There's a lot of things in here, by which I mean Marnius Calgar. <laughs> there's a lot to unpack. Okay. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot to unpack. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Stealth Clowns. Stealth Clowns. Or Party Sabotage Simulator. I don't know. I I kind of want to. I want to play the video game of the second one, and the role playing game of the first. I'm I'm the opposite way around. Oh. I want I want a I want Why a. Did you say something so wrong? I want a video game of of hiding clowns because I I don't want to have to like I I, I want all the, the the spot chances automated for me that sort of thing you know. Sure. Yeah. Like, okay. I, I want it to be a physical challenge so I can get to learn the level rather than just rolling well, and I want the the tense drama of the party simulator. Yeah, you might be right. Now, party sabotage is nice to say, but you're not really yes. just sabotaging the party. What you're trying to do is get your own goals, and the idea is that you have limited resources and um, too many people. Party, but for selfish reasons? So PBSR? Um, pa- party, pars, um, shin dig in the kidneys. <laughs> Rave alert. Function junction. F- function junction? It's a function. Party. Soiree roundabout. There we, now you see we're getting somewhere, hey? Are we just uh, are you on thesaurus.com again? No, no, I'm not. Those <laughs> those are just straight off the dome, mate. Wow. I know. I've been practicing. I've been on thesaurus.com a lot. <laughs> Got the shit on lock. Okay, so we've been reading so, thesaurus. So are we ma- <laughs> just in preparation? Are we doing? I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it to you. Are we gonna make a? So is it a video game or is it a tabletop game? And then is it about clowns or parties? It should be a role play game, tabletop. Okay. And it should be about parties. Okay, so we've got we've got this tense game, like Monster Heart style, um, falling in and out of love. I really like. Like, I I, I want to come up with a way of simulating how important and how stupid, how important things are, and how stupid you are as a teenager. Yeah, and like how how crucial they feel, mm, how... and how ultimately they don't matter at all. Absolutely not. Oh no, I've embarrassed myself. I should die. Not really. You dropped a pint of milk. It's okay, yeah. You know? Quite why you were carrying a full pint glass full of milk, I'm not sure. At the sexy well, you were trying to do a handstand with it to impress that girl. Wow, that is pretty sexy. Snorting a load of milk out your nose, I'm so... T- <laughs> she, she, is, she is a freak. Okay, <laughs> okay. Hopefully. So, 
so you've got these um oh i've got it uh you have you have motivation cards mm-hmm. and you have one public and one private ah like goals in board games where like yeah, yeah, yeah. people can see how many points you get from one thing but not the other yeah so like there's the one thing you won't shut up about and mm-hmm. there's one thing which you really want to do but you're too embarrassed to say perfect and then you get to uh you get to do these things to, to to tap resource, which then gives you party juice. Yeah, we need a different name for that. And you can spray your party juice around the room. And well, well, once once you once you get enough pressure in the gland, your party juice mm-hmm. will be expelled through a through a sort of nozzle, an organic nozzle. Organic nozzle. A party positor, as I'm calling it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bewitching everyone. <laughs> no. I think this has gone too far. Yeah. Okay. There's there's none of that. It is it is it's a it's a it's a it's a strange party game. It's it's quite timed. I'm imagining the games would last an hour and like and yeah, like, like and like there would be a there would be a there be a defined structure where you each act a certain part. No, no. The the game lasts a maximum of two hours because that's roughly how long a party actually lasts when you're that age. If you think well. Well, like, like you the, mean like the meat of the party. The meat of the party. Like, there's a bit yeah. where people show up and a bit where it trails off at the end. Yeah, but you've got, you've got the magic where anything could happen. Got, yeah. yeah. However, the game immediately ends if everybody leaves. So it's right. no more than two hours. Mm-hmm. But, like, people can just leave. Yeah. And that could actually be a win condition. That could be them. a win condition, yeah. Like, you, you could be there to screw up, you know... Mike's party. Mm-hmm. That's your that's your open objective is to mm-hmm. screw up their party. Yeah, but your minor objective is that you, you really fancy Mike. You just want to kiss Mike on his big on his big nose. And you you've got that that tension. I quite like this actually. See, and, and one of the other characters is Mike. Yep. Right now. Yep. Yeah, you've got a GM. We've got cards. We package it along the lines of, "Hey, it's going to be Indian. Cool. Why not download it on a Geo? Like Kickstarter." Uh, black and white drawings, that sort of thing, you know. Phone it in. It's about emotions, so that's like dynamite to certain groups. Yeah, certain groups. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we'll we'll make it about feelings. We have. Yep. We try, and so ah, so much like fantasy heartbreakers are about trying to recreate that perfect game of D and D. This is us trying to recreate a party we never had. <laughs> it's a fantasy life breaker. Yeah, because I'm thinking back to all the parties, and I'm thinking, like, oh, that time that I really did a kiss on someone. And it's like, percentage-wise, we're talking 6% of parties I enjoyed. Oh, yeah. If like, like uptime, there was 6%, mm. and, and everything else was waiting or being awkward or, 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 like, or like pretending I could smoke. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I fell into the trap in many parties of being that person who would accept dares to be liked. Oh, yeah, me too, man. Oh, it was bad. Oh, you, how much, like, do you drink a lot of vinegar? A lot of vinegar, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. huffing paprika, that sort of stuff. Oh, that's bad. That is so bad, Grant. Yeah, that's not good. You know, that that will burn. It will four days. Okay. okay, so so we are going to program the perfect party we never had, and where we gonna, win. Well, yeah, we fucking win at parties finally. For once, not you, guy who I won't <laughs> name. Used to have all the cool parties, and I wasn't invited to. <laughs> You know, you know, Chris. The more I think back about it, the more I think people are maybe taking advantage of me in my spare house. <laughs> really? <laughs> what tipped you off? That was the way that none of them talked to me at school. <laughs> school afterwards. We should stop this yeah. before it gets too introspective. We love it's you a cool very game much. about emotional parties. Yeah. Um. And the name of the game is Wasted Youth Simulator. Tonight, tonight, after the Smashing Pumpkin song. Oh yeah, that works. Right era as well. Yeah, and also that'll that'll sell like hotcakes. It will. Although Billy Cole. Anyway, uh, we love you very much. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Hearty Dice Friends. The game this week is tonight, tonight, or tonight, tomorrow night, depending on how uh, litigious little Billy Corgan gets. We love you. You're really cool. We like what you've done with your face recently. Stick with it. It's working for you. If you think we're really cool and what we've done with our faces has worked, why not write in to us at HDF Podcast on Twitter? Or if you think we're really, really cool, why don't you uh, give us some cash, huh? Put your money where your mouth is. Go to patreon.com forward slash hearty dice friends. Give us some cash. And uh, we'll say no more about it, okay? We won't bring this up ever again. No, you can come and hang out in the Discord. You can listen to some banned episodes. Um, also including uh, Chris Taylor's public breakdown, which we are going to release this week, aren't we, Chris? Yeah, it's done. It's oh, waiting, oh, just waiting to go out. Put it out. Let's put it out. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Woo! Okay, woo! Okay, we love you lots. Bye. Bye. Thank you.